guys. This is Aisha Shelton. And this is Kevin Shelton. Welcome back to the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. That's so funny. I'm looking at your face and realizing that like you got your show face on. What's my show face? I don't know. You're just really professional. You have a very like professional appeal. I hope y'all like it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Mr. Shelton? Um, every time I think we're going to have a couple on the podcast, it ends up being just me and you. You should not make me responsible for booking couples because that is not a part of my daily success habits. Um. So, you know, how? all right. Because I said that one day, one day I said, and I think this needs to be heard by other people. Hey, man, let's sit down and write down everybody that we'd like to invite so we can do that. You said, no, we can wait. I said, no, if we wait, then the next time that we record, we'll roll around so fast. Guess what happened? The next time we recorded, who was here? Just me by myself. And then I said, we should really sit down and write down the couple. So we would like to invite in a podcast. You said, no, we have time. And then Wednesday rolled around and here we are together i really love how you you put that whole situation like oh we should really sit down kevin and write down these things there's so many things that happened in between that but you know <laughs> i appreciate you i love you I, we'll have to get together and write those things down we should do that today not on this podcast we're not okay so let's see if that actually happens but kevin came up with a pretty good topic today so i'm actually excited about it no it's a good topic i, I think it's interesting and it's a good uh narrative for for what's going on in the world right now so um let's just be very clear we are sick of these little snippet business advice yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think it's uh i don't think it's helpful it's like I don't know. It's like get a Turo car and make $10 million and then everybody want a Turo. Yeah. But nobody talks about what happens in between. What happens? Back side, storage to the car. The front side. The, the insurance. The banking, the taxes, the all of the other Liability. major components of running a business. What happens when your car gets wrecked? And I'm, I mean, there's things. And I mean, we're just talking about that particular type of business. But the the title of this week's episode is generational businesses versus temporary businesses real business versus quick business okay you know both of those so same thing I, I think let's define them so if you were to define uh let me define quick business you define a generational business you define let me define quick business okay so a generational business is one that you can pass down to your children. It's a business that will run um, for more than 10 plus years, can operate with or without you, generates a product or revenue outside of yourself. So it's not directly dependent on you doing a particular thing. Um, and it's also something that ultimately will give you the funds to build generational wealth. Okay. Um, quick business is the ones you can start really fast, mm -hmm. um, get on the ground running, obviously, the quick, um, and uh, make money or turn money, right? And they don't have longevity. They usually end when you end. So if your hands stop making something, then your business ends. If the company that you get product from stops making the product and you're the middle person for it 
then your business ends um, and it's most likely won't be passed down to the next generation. Um, so I'll give an example of, of what that looks like very high level. Lemonade stand versus a farm that grows lemons. Uh, okay. Right. I like so it. you can have a lemonade stand and run it a weekend. You can run it every weekend, make a good little amount of money. You can have a farm that grows lemons for a hundred years. And um, what we found is in this microwave generation, everybody wants everything quick, 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 now, now, now. And it's like, hey, hit the ground running, pick up this business, and you don't have to have any skills, any, you know, any education, any requirements. You just hit the ground running. If you got a pulse, it's like one of those quick loans in 2008. Do you got a pulse that you could get this business? Um, and I think the problem with that is, we're solving an income problem. We're not solving a business problem. And most people want income. They don't necessarily want a business. And that's okay, right? I don't think everybody is trying to or wants to build generational business, right? Like some people are just have income problem yeah. or it's, you know, just they're filling a gap with time or filling a gap for money. Maybe it's vacation money. Maybe it's a money to achieve a certain goal. Um, and so we're not knocking quick business or, or businesses that aren't generational because they do serve their purpose. So let me be clear about that. Um, we have a different trajectory mm -hmm. and I always feel like I have to remind my, my dear husband that what we are, what we want to do doesn't necessarily have to be, everybody wants to do that. You sure. know what I'm saying? Um, and so there is nothing wrong with that. However, it's funny. One of my exes had a business and he got really upset with me because I called it a hobby. <laughs> I was like, it was an argument too. I was like, that's not business. That's a hobby. According to the IRS, the businesses, you know, I was pretty, no. it was pretty messed up, but it was also true. So I say all that to say like a hobby can be profitable too. That's true. Right. But is it a business though? Is that kind of snarky? <laughs> I well, mean, it was it was definitely smarky, snarky in the moment that I threw it out there. I really, I had intentions of being snarky. So let me clarify. There's a bunch of people who can make a bunch of money in a quick business, but there's also a lot of predatory stuff with a quick business because people teach you ways to start a quick business that ultimately they're, they're selling you how to do it, and that's their business. And it can put you in trouble. You know what I mean? Or it can put you in hot water or set you back. Right. So a lot of in the reason we started this conversation, there's a lot of 30 second snippets on do this in your business. And they're not telling you the full story. Um, so people kind of jump in the water without knowing how to swim. And it's a trap. You know what I mean? If somebody tell you, hey, use your good credit to go run up a bunch of cards buying XYZ or run a, It's like when you went to the three day seminar for real estate and they said, Hey, leverage your house or all your credit cards for $30,000 to learn this program that you then have to execute. Well, if you never executed, now you got $30,000 worth of debt. You created $30,000 worth of income for them, but you didn't get any far ahead. Yeah. This was a killer sales machine. The information was amazing. Just imagine three days worth of, all of your real estate questions answered, being answered, right? And it was really good. And then they were like, if you're interested in this, come and talk to us. You know what I mean? Of course, you know, you go to the back. And I'm all of 20, what, four, 
mm-hmm. years old and I just bought a house and I just bought a house and they were saying like, they're trying to help me figure out how to find the money. Well, do you have any credit cards? You know, do you have any? And it was like a, a $20,000 price tag on this. And it was like education. Like we showed you how to do all this stuff. Now join our program so you can do what we do and we'll mm-hmm. guide you through it. And it's just $20,000 for the lowest package. And then there were obviously bigger packages too. And they were trying to help me find the money to have the ability. I mean, the salespeople were really good. But see, that's a lot of people, right? A lot of people don't understand how much money they could have access to if they leverage everything they got to get it. Yeah. And the problem is you you don't get a, a bunch of times back at bat like that, right? So if you're somebody who already you know, has either kind of an entry-level job or don't make a bunch of money and you leverage everything you got for the chance of, this quick business working out and it fails. Now you're that farther back in the wealth building game. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like having a medical bill or something like that. It can be financially devastating. And that's the risk of the quick businesses. It doesn't have the foundation um, that a, a long-term business would have. Right. So you're not spending the time to learn the things that you need to do to sustain your business over time you're hitting the ground running with these formulas that somebody tells you work. And the problem is it might not work for you and you end up stuck with the bill at the end of the day. It's like you go to dinner, you go to this fancy dinner and then somebody says, Hey, yeah, man, somebody's going to come and pay this bill. You came and ate and then they run out on the check and now you're left with the bill and you don't have the money to pay. So you got to go back and watch this. So make it relevant to um, our audience. What quick business do you do? You have something in mind? I I think you know to tailor it to to everybody who wants to get in real estate. There's a lot of things that you'll see, whether it's online or whether you'll see, um, whether it's a three day seminar or whatever, who will tell you, hey, you want to hit the ground running in real estate? You don't have to learn anything. Just come and pay your thirty thousand dollars, and you'll have everything you need. And a lot of times. That's a setup, right? Somebody selling you a dream that won't come to reality. I think for me. I don't know that I agree. I was going to say, I just don't know that I agree. I, you know, I'm the queen of if you have the answer, instead of me learning the hard way through all their mistakes, I would much rather pay for it. Um, Now, you're willing to pay $30,000 for it, though? The outcomes may vary. And that is something that is very clear. (laughs) Like I can't, there is no guarantee to success. I don't care which path you take. There's no guarantee to success. And the outcomes definitely vary because people have different strengths and weaknesses. Right. So I am wholeheartedly saying you should pay for the answer. Like there is no way, no reason why you shouldn't have an answer that's available to you. Not able to find nobody's reinventing any wheels and very, let's not say nobody. Very few people are reinventing things. There okay. Are, there's a pathway to success, and it's for sale. No, that's true. Okay, because I'm just saying, like... I mean, and, and understand, I'm not arguing the information. I'm arguing the format of the execution. I think that I think that you win some, you lose some. I think that it's an investment, right? Okay. So 
you can you can do the quit. We I mean we did that. We we learned a lot of lessons from sure, we got the coaching and a lot of stuff. We invest in education now. Yeah, no, I'm saying like like I'll give an example. Like our Airbnbs, right? Mm-hmm. We had Airbnbs. We got into the Airbnb business. Um, I think I may have even paid for a class or two mm-hmm. for the Airbnbs. It gave us a a good blueprint for us to run I mean, our it was business. Literally called the blueprint. Was it? Mm-hmm. It gave us a blueprint to run our Airbnb business and we did well with it. And then when we, that was done and over, like when we were done with our Airbnbs, here we are with two houses filled with furniture mm-hmm. that need to be piecemeal sold. I think they were still dead on some of the furniture, right? Because yep. we got it from furniture stores. So nobody talks about that bag that you That's can be holding. That's my point. That's my whole point. They don't, they don't teach you the back end of it. They teach you the startup, but they don't teach you what happens in five years, 10 years, stuff like that. But I think that's the silver lining, right? Like, I feel like failure, whether it be business failure or personal failure, is a good setup for success. Oh, I'm I'm not arguing the benefits of failure, but you got to understand most people don't recover from failure. Failure is a good thing. For some, but and a horrible thing for others. But if you never leap, right? Okay. And you never fail, like you play it safe enough that you don't fail, you never get like that wild. Success. Sure, but everybody doesn't have the opportunity to leap as far as others, right? That's a that's context that we have to really put in place. A lot of the people being taken advantage of, this might be their their one few opportunity. Um, taking advantage of though like i'm giving you a shot um, yes it's a thirty thousand dollar shot and i'm helping you figure bro, it out i'm telling you if you don't know how to make thirty thousand dollars and you leverage everything you got to pay this thirty thousand dollars that could be financially devastating for you no uh i'm not i'm not disagreeing with that like at the time you owned a house you had a good job you whatever and you were smart enough to not invest thirty thousand dollars in it but somebody did. And let's be clear, they were amazing salespeople. And not had I had $30,000, I certainly would have tried to figure out how to cough it out. I I mean, literally, we squeezed every lemon that I had and there was no juice in it. Okay. So, so, so let me, the, the clip we watched in the car on the way here, um, they were talking about business banking accounts. And they said, um, you should start a business banking account and you have an income account, you have an expenses account, and you have a taxes account. All those things are true, right? And they said, hey, if you have an income account, you get all your income in this one account. So if you ever have to go buy a car or you do whatever, it shows all this income and very few withdrawals. The problem with that is it doesn't tell the full story. Unless you don't need the income, right? That money's not sitting on that account when your monthly statement but rolls think, around. But babe, I think it's I think it's the kind whatever kind of business you run because in our business True. there's hella debits, there's hella expenses. Sure. Like you get a large sum of money and then you're going to spend a but large sum of money. But who operates a business too. where they can get money in and it just sit in the bank account for 30 days to register Plenty on their account? Who? Uh name product, one type of business. Product if you have a product-based business, product if based you have business a business is 100% cash flow. If you have a if you have a digital business? Digital businesses maybe. Okay. Like that what I'm saying is it may not apply that little nugget of information may not apply to the business that you do, but it could apply to somebody's business. No, it's I'm, not unsound advice because it doesn't saying, apply to yours. I'm not saying it's not 
sound advice. I'm saying it's half the coin. What you're giving somebody is half the password, right? In that 37, this 30 second clip, you're giving somebody half the password. Yeah. It doesn't have context. And what we're creating is a generation of people with half the information. And I think what that, what that truly means is that you should take the little clips of information and go investigate further. And hopefully there that's what it, that's what it prompts. Right. Because even I remember when we first got together and you had the, I talk about this all the time. You have the ability. I had the knowledge. Right. And I was like, man, we could, we could do real estate with other people's money. He was like, yeah, you can. Right. And I got a little bit of information, right. I listened to a podcast and then, and the same thing for you. Then we go down the rabbit hole of all the information, discovering the rest of the sure. information. Right. So I think that the little nuggets of information, the little nuggets and the little 30 second clips or whatever are good precursors to you should look more into this and not necessarily, okay, now I need to give everything I can to start this business so I can do this one little 30 second piece of information and yield sure. those results. Sure. But let's put it in context to black folks. So as a community, right, we don't have many generational businesses. So if every business that we have are quick businesses, every business that we have is filling this income problem only, we don't end up with businesses to pass down to our kids because my kids ain't going to be able to run that T-shirt shop on Instagram. Here's here's what I think is the missing link. I think it's community and education. Right. Because we've not seen I mean, there are people who are born into family generational businesses. And then there's the rest of us who sure. born into go to school, get a college degree, get a job, you know, mm -hmm. the rat race. Right. And so. People are really celebrating these, you know, quick businesses or small businesses as if they're like the pinnacle of business success exactly. because you're a business owner. Um, and I think it just depends on, on what your goals are, one, and two, what the vehicles are. And so for us in our area, we have the Greater Houston Black Chamber of Commerce, right? Mm -hmm. That's an organization that teaches you how to get government contracts, how to legitimize your business through LLCs. And it there's the education component, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that if, if, that's, if we're interested in that, if we spent time like sharing that message, and that's what Carol Guest has said to us, like, this is what people need, this with your program, with the program mm -hmm. that you developed for for that specifically, I think that's the missing link. I think we just don't know. And we don't come from families that have that experience either. They can't teach us these things. Sure. Yeah. But that's the narrative that I think it's worth changing yeah. or at least visiting because the reality of the situation is we're going to end up in a cycle where every five years, everybody's starting over, right? Like this round, these people on the internet are starting these businesses in five years. It's going to be a whole new cast of characters mm -hmm. trying to do the same thing. And, um, you know, it's funny because even in the, the construction game, even in the building game in, in Tyrone, uh, and I talk about this all the time, there's a whole lot of people who used to build. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of people who built it one time and made it built one house. And we meet people all the time and go, oh, yeah, man, I built a couple houses here. I built a couple houses there. But there are difference between people who are built and builders. And there's the difference between he, people who build and operate a home building company. Those are all different things. Right. So we have to get to the place where we have these striations in the black community to be able to denote. Come on, okay. striations and denotations. Look at that. Uh, so. <laughs> 
we have to get to this place where we can say, okay, um, here are the the kind of leading businesses, the get in the game businesses, mm-hmm. and here's what you can graduate into. Because if we don't have a hierarchy to graduate into, um, we'll never see the type of businesses that the other communities see. You know what I mean? When other people come to this country and somebody starts a nail shop and then you know, they bring folks in and they say, okay, you work in my nail shop and then you start your own nail shop. Then we use that nail shop to start a beauty supply. We use that beauty supply to start, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're basically funding the future growth of their families and other, you know, cross families. Right. What we do is I got to get in mine. Mm-hmm. So we start a business just for us. Mm-hmm. And it really just fills the need that we have in our household, but it doesn't grow into anything bigger to feed the community. That's why our dollar doesn't circulate. And the problem is what we're doing is teaching that to our children, right? So it's, I just got to get mine. And then your children start from the ground because you ain't giving them nothing to start with. Mm -hmm. And then they got to get theirs. And then their children got to get theirs. And the cycle still repeats itself. If you go back to all the, you know, the cities and the towns that were founded and started by black people, prior to segregation, they were generational businesses. You know, my grandfather had a general store and then my mama had a blah, blah, blah. And then my, you know, my daddy had a blah, blah, blah. Post-segregation, that's some of the stuff that we lost. And we have to pick back up that mantle because now with technology, we all can start businesses and we all can have amazing opportunities that otherwise wouldn't be afforded to us. But the problem is if we're not teaching ourselves how to sustain these businesses over time so they can be something we hand down, we'll just end up restarting the wheel. No, no, that's absolutely true. Um, And I think there is, I have to also remember too, who our audience is, right? Like this is the marriage and real estate podcast. And so we are talking about generations Mm -hmm. and generational wealth. And sometimes I have to have to click back into who my audience is because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about everybody. Well, some people just have an income plan or some people just need to do X, Y, and Z. But I feel like everybody that's here with us in the marriage and real estate podcast really are looking for to create that kind mm-hmm. of generational move through life business. Exactly. Right. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. I think it always comes back to the people that you surround yourself with. Um, and when I think about that, you know, we go back and forth about, joining organizations that put our children together with other families who uh, reflect our values, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what that does is it creates little empires, right? So yeah. you have the Shelton kids together with the such and such kids and these two generational businesses come together and create this big conglomerate of companies or our kind of people kind of stuff, our kind of people kind of stuff, yeah. but it's extremely intentional too. Right. A thousand percent. So it, it really brings back up that conversation like, okay. And I, I honestly feel this way and have been thinking about this. And we've had these conversations with other couples that we're friends with too. Like I would love for my child to marry your to marry your child, right? Mm-hmm. Like we share the same values as a family. We yep. see life the same way. And so we raise these children up with these values and then they come together and, and can they, add on top of that. And can add on top of it. It's just so, so much stronger. Right. Yep. I don't know how we got all the way over here, but no, you make good. Still, I mean, it ties into yeah, everything. We, no, that's what the generational businesses do. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, I would love to implore our audience to think about your generational business, right? Um, a lot of people that come to our podcast are either 
interested in real estate, already doing it, doing some exploratory things. You know, mm-hmm. you own a Airbnb, maybe you're doing a rental home, rental homes, you're a landlord, you're looking to grow your rental portfolio. There's all of these opportunities, you know, think about how can I make this last beyond myself? Um, and it can be more than just properties, right? Cause a lot of times we think about the properties that we own passing those along, but you have to be careful with that too, because if we don't teach the, our children, the skills to maintain them, then that'll be just lost sell them with them too, yep. right? Um, and we see that now every day. So how can we make this, um, these businesses have longevity and impact generations to come? No, I think you said it best. I ain't gonna kill your wrap up this week. Did that was that my wrap up? That was your wrap up. I think it was. It was very wrap up ish. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was gonna talk about family offices, but I think that wrapped it up so well that um. Look at you! Oh, we getting better, y'all. We are. Okay. <laughs> we can't do forever. Um, okay. I love these little bite-sized conversations that we've been having. No, right? this one was good. This one was good. I I felt really um excited to talk about this topic so you know what this is this is this is the reason why we started the podcast like when you and i sit down mm-hmm. or we're writing and we have these like really deep conversations we're like man somebody should have heard this i mean that's where this topic came from we were driving you like oh man yeah that's that's what this is these are the kinds of conversations uh that kevin and i have when we have moments together right we're like how can we make this generational and we are pontificating on ways that we can impact other people and impact our children and Go make ahead, it pontificating. last Look now, at you. you know this is one of those kind of podcasts today um so that i'm glad that we were able to sh- i'm glad that this kind of crossed your mind in your pathway and that we were able to share basically this conversation with all of you guys no so thank you guys. We want to hear from you in the comments what you think about this topic. Uh, but this is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. I'm Kevin. This is Aisha. We out. <laughs>